0: The story at the beginning of week five was the Broncos lost to the Colts and at the end another AFC West rival would have to fall the Raiders were the one to do it falling to one and four with the loss to the Chiefs but it's Devontae Adams shove after the game that we're all talking about welcome back everyone to another Monday Night Football recap I'm your host Mark Hogan and I'm joined for uh the first time in a while to call him we have been on a podcast once before together but an awful long time it's been in between I'm joined with Colin Crone and you happy to be done with London for a week or two, Colin?
1: Well, it was a great experience. In, in fairness, and I think the figures uh, came out earlier. Mark, when uh, we we're recording this on the Tuesday, and. Obviously, the we, we learned on Sunday it was the highest attendance at a, a game at Spurs. And, you know, now we know the most watched London game uh, as well. So I, I've really enjoyed it. I, I have to say, I, I think Spurs is the perfect setting. Uh, I, I'm kind of wondering myself what it's going to be like to go back to Wembley now, having had the, the Spurs experience and almost been spoiled with it. So it'll be be very interesting to go back to Wembley in in a few weeks so I don't know if the break is there for a good thing or a bad thing because in some ways I feel I I, kind of would love to just get it and 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 see what it's like in in other ways I wonder will it kind of lead to me kind of reminiscing harder about Spurs and going oh we were so close to the field and it was just a it worked perfectly so look let's let's see
0: yeah, it's definitely interesting. We had a candid conversation with Jeff Duncan after having on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was commenting that Spurs would give any stadium in the NFL or, or in America a run for its money. So these, this is one of these guys that has been around the league for so long. Uh, yeah, it was a definitely an interesting comment, but I suppose that was the most watched game in an international setting the NFL has ever had. The most watched division this year is certainly this AFC West. They seem to be really appearing at every junction or juncture on prime time at least last night delivered a decent game but we have to jump in with what was the story coming out of it and it was i think uncharacteristically davante adams getting himself in a whole world of trouble i mean i can't believe i'm asking this question but based on the twitter reaction what's your side on it column
1: my side on it is and in fairness, I, I saw um, Ben Isaac's tweet earlier and I, I would agree with his take. He said if that had been Roger Goodell or if that had been someone in uniform, would Devonta Adams have reacted in that way? And no, he wouldn't. And I know some former players have come out and kind of said, well, the guy walked straight in front of him. You 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 cannot react. You you wouldn't react that way on the street. Like imagine every time somebody cuts you off, you're you're walking out of the coffee shop, right? And somebody just stops dead in the doorway, and you just push them over. I I guess there are frustrations there, but to me it was it it I, it was unbelievably stupid. And we've seen a number of you know stupid things done over the course of. The, the weekend over the course of the season it, it happens but the fact that this was after the game the fact that you know even if he picked the guy up after it happened I think it would have been okay but to come out afterwards and kind of the the apology with with the explanation not just the apology I, I, I thought it was very very silly
0: yeah he came out afterwards and he apologized in the locker room he was obviously asked about it and he kind of gave an account that wasn't completely accurate but obviously he was aware there was a video then he came out on Twitter and he said that it was just down to frustration which you can understand but well you can kind of understand you can understand where he was using it as an apology I was definitely surprised with Devante Adams he hasn't come across as a dirty player throughout his career and obviously the way that things have started in las vegas he's a superstar he heard all off season or since that trade at least how well things were going to go but it's kind of surprising because you know he did have a good game yesterday he got a bunch of yards a couple of touchdowns and when i was watching the game back i didn't watch it live i did my thing watch it in in 40 minutes so i was aware of the incident that was to come at the end of it and i was tracking him through the first half and colin there were signs there that he was extra agitated going into this game i mean on that touchdown that he first scored which was in the opening what well opening quarter he's turned around to Legarius sneed after catching what it was a 58 yard touchdown fourth and one seven minutes into the game and he's turning around and he's looking at Legarius sneed trying to get a reaction out of him or something because at that point he's away he should just be making a beeline to the end zone there's no need for him to be looking over his shoulder unless he really genuinely believes that he's going to be caught and what really confirmed it to me then is he gets into the end zone this is in arrowhead and he throws that ball with all his might into the crowd so he's he's worked up at this point and then he follows up with that not too long after and there's a play where there's an off the ball incident that wasn't called it was on um the cornerback Watson and the ball I don't know was it a running player or something like this but off the ball Watson is moving away from Wat- uh, moving away from Adams and Adams gives him another shove sends him to the ground on top of um Adam's own teammate and the referees kind of come over but because Adams doesn't have this dirty name about him he gets off the hook so I kind of felt like maybe he was trying to get himself worked up because it was a divisional a division game, or maybe he was just trying to get himself worked up as a leader. So Las Vegas was going to get up for the game, but one way or another, it's disappointing. And I'm sure you would agree that a suspension has to be in play here.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Cause I caught the, I was up late. So I actually caught the touchdown live. I went, I went to bed soon afterwards, oh, wow. but even in the, the build up to it, um, there, there had been a a moment where there was actually a guy and I think it was James Palmer tweeted there was a, a Packers fan wearing an Adam's jersey and, and holding a sign and kind of had made eye contact with Devante, And at that point he was smiling. But I did notice you, you called it out and you're rightly so. I did notice after the touchdown, like just the aggression, like he launches the ball into the stands, like immediately, like full on pelts it in. And as I said, looks around and maybe it was the divisional thing. Maybe it's the fact that there was a lot of pressure in that he, you know, what the Raiders had given up for him, he's going into Arrowhead every week. You talk to guy, people around the, the league, be they coaches, be they players, be they journalists. They all talk about Arrowhead and the atmosphere and the additional pressure that's there. So maybe it, it was that. But, you know, the Raiders brought him in. The Chiefs moved on from Tyree Hill. Maybe he saw this as needing to make a real statement. But I think his suspension is inevitable. I think he'll probably get a game uh is is per, perhaps or maybe they'll give him 2 and they'll reduce it on appeal as the NFL uh, likes to do a bit like the the GAA uh so i i do think we will probably see him sit out a game though
0: i suppose at 1 and 4 now what does this suspension even do because the raiders look like their goose is cooked it's very obviously early to be pulling them from the race but i mean like they were involved in that game yesterday. They certainly should have won it. They were out to a seventeen no, or seventeen nothing um, advantage in it. But it, like, I I couldn't figure out what really went wrong with them. Now you could say that they were lucky to be up fourteen nothing because there was a talk about Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams certainly drew a passing interference in the end zone that watching it myself i said there's no way he's clearly hugged or i think it was watson that he was on again hugged and pulled him to the ground and then a quick google search confirmed that everyone was talking about it after enjoying the game anyway so that certainly helped to get them into it but when they went up they were bringing serious pressure on the chiefs like, if you go back, there was only one sack, I think, through the first half. But the amount of pressure that the the um, Raiders' D-line was bringing on Mahomes meant that he was scrambling and just couldn't get the ball off. I think the Chiefs opened up the game with three straight, pointless drives, which was a good start, certainly, from the Raiders. But the way that they faded then, I think it was just that finally like your Chandler is and that were stepping up. But as the game went on, they got tired and they weren't able to keep pace with the Chiefs. I well suppose as I'll ask you your opinion on what you thought was the game afterwards, but I'm, I'm still very suspect about the Chiefs.
1: I, I'm, I, I'm not because... I get, I get why people are, but I think when you have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, you're always in with a shot I think yeah there, there are certainly issues with the the Chiefs and particularly I think up front I, I don't think I think that's a big area of concern yes they have Chris Jones but their edge rushers I don't think they're elite and I think when you get to playoff football that is something that really comes in um and and is is an issue there's a reason you know the Rams went and got Von Miller last year. That's the reason the Bills look to bring him in uh, th- this year. So, but to, to me, like, they they find a way. Like, they went 17 um, O down. And you had people on Twitter, I, I think half in jest, but half seriously saying Chiefs have them exactly where, where they want them because nothing is safe and it feels like, even without Tyree Kill, it's less explosive, but it, it just feels like they're capable uh, of coming back. And I, I don't think that the Raiders did a huge amount wrong. In fairness to the Raiders, I don't think they've done a huge amount wrong over the course of the season. And I actually think they have improved, especially in the, the last couple of games, by leaning into the run game a lot more caused the Broncos. I could tell you all sorts of of problems. And I thought it caused the Chiefs problems last night. It's For for the Raiders, yeah, you look at it and you you would have to say enormously disappointing, but they've been competitive in every game, essentially, that they have been in. None none of them, it doesn't even feel like, you know, that they kind of came up with kind of garbage time, touchdowns in, in any of them. It always felt like they were in, or there or thereabouts it's interesting because if you look at their next run of games you're talking about Texans Saints Jags Colts Broncos Seahawks Chargers Rams Patriots Steelers it's not exactly uh so you know uh, the most terrifying of lineups and if they could string a couple of victories together, particularly against the, the Texans Saints and, and Jags, and the Saints obviously won at home this weekend, but the Saints have been poor in the, the Superdome overall. And if they were going against the Colts in mid-November, and you know, instead of that one victory, they had four, things could look very different. You know, the we saw the Eagles last year right and in terms of the way in which their season turned around they leaned into the run game uh, they had the victory over Detroit then they came into Denver and they put in a performance really good from Jalen Hurts and they went on on the run there i mean the issue for the raiders is they probably need to have the, if they are to play playoff football, they have to have it sorted by Christmas Day um, because the the last two games, the 49ers and the Chiefs, again, are not ones that... Um, they're the really tough ones on the schedule. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying in some ways about the Chiefs, and I get the, the scepticism because they haven't put it all together for an entire game. But to me, I just... I look around, especially the division, Mark, and I think Nathaniel Hackett is rookie head coach, Brandon Staley is in his second year as head coach, and Josh McDaniels had a nightmare time in Denver. So you're talking essentially about two and a half years of head coaching experience between the rest of the division. And I think that's what gives the Chiefs such an advantage in the AFC West.
0: Yeah, I went and said before the season began that I didn't know where the Chiefs going to make the playoffs because I thought that the in-division teams would be able to give them a run. And I particularly wanted on the basis of the AFC West won't be as easy. And it certainly looks like it will be that easy. I mean, here is them pulling off another win against the Raiders. But it was like you could take the execution in two ways yesterday you could say yeah look they didn't score for the first three drives but then they went and had five straight drives with a score but in particular on the final touchdown drive in the build-up to that they had josh or they had clyde edward soler get absolutely stuffed and I, I i guess it was a bit of a bad handoff there was something weird with it that was followed up by like an inexplicable drop by marcus valdez scantling like after five yards just right in front of mahomes or five yards away from Mahomes, just straight up drops the ball and then the next play mahomes is flushed gets rid of the ball and goes for judy schmidt's juicer there was no chance of Schmidt Sch- schuster grabbing the ball so they go and kick and the kick is missed and they get a five-yard holding play so i think like you can say, oh, yeah, they overcame it, but they should be off the field at that point. Like, it was a, it's crazy for the Raiders to give up the holding play at that point, but they did, and the Chiefs did have to fight another day. They go down and score the touchdown. So I was like, yeah, if, if things had gone differently there, like the Raiders are up. The Raiders did score another touchdown their next drive. And I suppose that's on the offensive side. Talk about that touchdown that the Raiders went and got. Devontae Adams beat double coverage for another long touchdown, that it's like it's insustainable or unsustainable if like I know Devontae Adams is a fantastic wide receiver, but it's like if your defensive backs are getting beat as easy as Devontae Adams twice beat them yesterday, I think that's a raging hole really in in the Chiefs. And don't get me wrong, when you have Mahomes, like he showed it again last night, he like pinballs around back there and he gets off a beautiful pass. But it showed how much they relied on Travis Kelsey. That Like Marcus Van Van, Van Bandez Gantling, I know what people call him, MBS, when you say his name too many times in a row. When he goes and drops the ball, it's like, yeah, no wonder they're passing to Travis Kelsey for four touchdowns. Like He only had the 25 yards across the game, but yeah, when they're in the end zone, they're going to look to him. And I think that was, the Raiders were not covering him in the end zone, which you can't forgive them for, because obviously that was Patrick Mahomes' favorite target there. So, the Chiefs are going to keep on winning, and look, I I love watching the Chiefs play, but I just don't get the same buzz watching this year. And you can say that for any team in the NFL. No, we're not hitting the same high quality, the same standard that we're used to, apart from a handful of teams. But I guess when we're used to them playing so well, when they're winning the way that they are, it's a bit strange, and I'm not used to it.
1: Yeah, I I I get it. I suppose. I'm so used to the Chiefs having some struggles during the regular season, and it, it, it it's different things at, at different times. the The run game certainly is a concern, and I think there it's for me it's two pronged in, in some ways. In that, I think if Andy Reid, um, you know, has a, a regular season flaw, uh, we could talk about playoff Andy Reid uh, slightly different, but a regular season flaw it's that he gets away from the run too early but equally I don't think when if you remember when Edward Solaire was drafted and the talk about what he was going to be um, I mean it was it was hype that probably second only maybe to the Jerry Judy hype when he initially got drafted by the Broncos and what he was going to to be but it hasn't worked out but I, I just I think especially in the the parity season that we're we're having, that the buzzword that everyone is using, to have Mahomes, Kelsey, and Andy Reid there, it is. It's it's a get out of jail free card. And look, you're right in terms of the the penalties, and and I I I'm probably I need to probably hold my hands up in terms of I said the Raiders didn't do a, a whole lot on the penalties. Like what was it, eleven penalties for ninety nine yards? Like they they kill themselves with with penalties. Just crazy crazy stuff and uh, particularly uh, at the most egregious times but that's what tends to happen and especially at Arrowhead pressure tends to to build people make mistakes Um, the the Chiefs cannot continue to put themselves in that type of a hole or they they will get caught certainly you know not every team um will will be as generous but to be sitting where the, the Chiefs are, I think given the schedule that they they had and the fact, I suppose, that I think a lot of people had a lot of questions about the Chiefs coming into this season because of the Tyree kill trade and what it would mean. And losing your kicker, especially when it's a kicker, the quality of Harrison Booker has definitely had an impact. Now for the Chiefs, by, by the end of October, We're going to know, you know, a little bit more about them. And the next two games in the the Bills and the 49ers will be fascinating. The Bills, to me, are the most complete team. Um, That doesn't mean that they will win a Super Bowl. Who knows? But they are um, definitely the, the way in which they've dealt with the injuries that have been fantastic. I think for the Chiefs, they will be absolutely delighted to have a bye week after that. So even if the next two weeks don't go well, they get the chance to regroup and take a, take a breath and sort it out. And of course, if they do go well, then all of a sudden you have probably your maybe your two toughest uh, regular season games out of the way. You get a chance to take a break before launching into the back half of the season.
0: Yeah, I guess you have to like that the Chiefs do face genuine contenders on their schedule, what be it someone like the Chargers that I like going into the year or this bills game you know it's like you know we saw the euro draw when we were at the london games the other day and straight away everyone's looking at england being like how do they always get away so it's the chiefs are going to be tested we'll be able to give a fair assessment based on them playing the biggest of teams i'd like the 49ers a lot and they're certainly playing well at the moment that it's a good time for them to meet the chiefs but one of the points that you mentioned there and we we'll kind of have to talk about on this podcast because it was relevant to this game was rough in the passing or roughing the passer was obviously very relevant this weekend after the Tom Brady foul that was called against Atlanta we had a similar one last night it was around the two-minute warning of the first half where Derek Carr was yeah called he, he fumbles the ball after he's after he's been sacked uh, the Chiefs recovered would have been a big play obviously and out of nowhere a flag comes in for a very soft roughing the passer call I thought it was particularly interesting that in the first five minutes there was two sacks that were given up while the quarterback was still standing and it was almost like when max crosby had patrick holmes wrapped up he was like just holding him because he didn't want to get called for one of these flags do you think going this is going to be wiped out or do you think this is going to continue on as the rest of the year goes
1: it's been really interesting to see the reaction to it, and the obviously the call last night, the Brady call we saw a call on against the um, uh, for barely touching Carson Wentz uh, as as well. So to me, it, it was kind of, it was interesting, and I saw that prior to obviously this weekend, roughing the passer calls were down. Quite considerably Mm. uh, uh, through the the first few weeks. And then all of a sudden, um, it's kind of what uh, we are all talking about. Um, You see, Tony Dungy come out and talk about kind of the integrity of the game. We've seen players talk about, you know, that they need to protect the game. Micah Parsons, obviously, very vocal on Twitter. Um, But I also saw a tweet from Paul Pabst, who said that the NFL's goal in protecting the quarterback is to protect the broadcast because the NFL don't want to tease, um, you know, uh, when they're previewing the, the weekend, particularly the, the Sunday night game or the Monday night game. Um, they don't want it to, to be the, the backups, right? They don't want it to... Who is who is that? Case Keenum versus Chad Henney? That, that is their kind of worst nightmare. So the NFL will probably always lean on the side of caution and I would be surprised if we saw any anything really pushed on the the referees. I think that they they will just look to hope hope that things move on that there is something else people talk about. Obviously look I'm watching the game a long time it is incredible to me how far things have gone and you mentioned rightly the kind of two sacks initially just which were like hugs (laughs) um and i i I don't know i I wonder will that will that impact, impact people watching Right. But then nothing seems to impact watching watching because the viewing figures just keep going up and up and up. So maybe Paul Pabst is right and that it is the NFL protecting the quarterbacks at all costs, because that's essentially what gives you the ratings winner. And that is ultimately what it will come down to.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose it, once it's consistent or fair, I think everyone it's it's unfortunate that obviously it was Brady because everyone's saying it's protecting Brady but it's also that it was Derek Carr so I mean that's some kind of fairness isn't it uh, if they're protecting Derek Carr who I must say as well his his movement yesterday was really poor uh, we're not going to go into this but I must say there was a couple of times where there was acres of space in front of him one of the times he is side by side with Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs has a defender in front of him and for the line of scrimmage Derek Carr could have gone for the first down, but he passed it off to Josh Jacobs and they didn't do it. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be sacked or whatever. So I suppose by law of averages, he's going to pick up the roughing the passer penalty some of the time. But, uh, I, I mean, we'll we'll leave it there. The Raiders themselves go on to face the Texans this week. So maybe they're going to be able to string a few wins together. I think it's just too late. They're, they're going to have to win an awful lot of games if they're going to be able to make the playoffs in the AFC. I mean, it'd be a different story if they're in the NFC. It's just not as competitive. I don't think you're going to need as many wins to be into the wall card. Whereas we will get that absolute um, barn burner of a game between the Bills and Chiefs this weekend. So we look forward to that. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Thank you, obviously, Colin, for uh, joining me. And um, yeah, next week, it'll be your own Broncos playing the Chargers on Monday Night Football. So you uh, are back to a long week of waiting for your Broncos to play. So uh, we look forward to that one. Again, uh, we'll be back, I suppose, with our previews tomorrow and uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all then.